Carter. I'm Eloa. And I'm Erin. And if you don't know three black bitches who love true crime, you do now. This is the I Ain't a Killer podcast. going on so let's yes. just start from the top yeah and then we can kind of work our way down the first thing is if you go to the atlanta dream instagram i think it's still on the grid yeah it should be that carter just got engaged Yay! <laughs> the most iconic way possible I, absolutely yeah i'm gonna let y'all see the video whatever but it was so cute we were out there and we helped um i tried as best as i could to stay incognito but now looking back at the video i'm like i literally like i have on like three people's clothes <laughs> I had on a hoodie. I had on a mask. I had on a wig. I had on a hat. You I had were, on all this you shit. You were incognito. And no matter how much I blow dried that damn wig before, <laughs> it inflated to twice its size. Um, because it was raining that day. But yeah, no, that's so the just, same color as your braids, though. That's yeah, really does look it was. Oh, yeah. thank you. That makes me feel pretty. <laughs> um, so yeah, y'all go check that out. And so then, literally, how. How close after that was the Puerto Rico? I think it was the next week. Yeah. We went to Puerto Rico for five days. days. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it was five days. So then by the time we came back from that, everybody was completely exhausted and Mm -hmm. could not do anything. And then the next weekend, I was in Nashville. And then literally the week after that, you was like in Florida or something like that? Yeah, and then I went went on vacation with my family, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. I had midterms right after all of that. Yeah, um, I got in an accident. I got in a car accident. <sighs> Fuck. Yep. It's been a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we forgetting a lot of things. We yeah. probably are. It's been a minute. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's going to be like, oh, shit, I forgot to say this thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I bad, y'all. <laughs> but like we said before, and like we will definitely say again, because we regular people, we are just niggas. We just regular niggas. We probably live very close to some of y'all. Yeah, <laughs> right. y'all would probably our neighbors. We probably right. <laughs> 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 right, we're looking out the window. They're looking out the window. <laughs> <laughs> that would be scary. They're recording now, y'all. <laughs> uh-uh, no. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> will stay closed forever. <laughs> um, but yes. But yeah. One, on the one hand, we do apologize for not being more communicative. Yeah. yeah. And, also. and on the other hand, we really, we were really making an effort to come back. Yeah. And by making an effort, I mean like talking about making an effort. <laughs> but there were, and so we really didn't have like a, oh, we're coming back on this day. Yeah. So it made it a little difficult to be communicative about it. Uh-huh. But we do apologize that y'all were left in the dark in the way that y'all were. And y'all's yeah. concern was so sweet. It was. Did, um, well, I have been avoidant, so I didn't look at any of the messages until today because I was scared y'all was cussing us out. I have not been on social media. But most of the messages were like, we just hope y'all are okay. Yeah. We miss you. Yeah. So, we're okay, y'all. We were also, just wifing. Who did the Paw yeah. Patrol? Oh, yeah, we got to see. We, <laughs> we did get some really fun messages. We appreciate y'all uh, being comedic about this. So, Jasmine Rayford, 
<laughs> no, that shit right. was funny. Fucking wins the commentary contest. Jasmine asked us if uh, they needed to call Paw Patrol. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, they came and picked us up. Yeah, Paw Patrol sat, sat our asses down. <laughs> we appreciated that. That was funny. Yeah. Oh my god, no. But we love y'all, yeah, and it was it warms our hearts that y'all missed us so much. Yeah. So thank you. It's never that we don't care about y'all. No. Yeah. We, we, there are times when we just don't care in general to <laughs> get out of bed <laughs> no, or yes. to really express our exhaustion. I got two jobs and I'm in school. Carter got a lot of shit going on. Aaron got a lot of shit going on. We mm-hmm. are, trust me, we are regular niggas out here. We right. do not do this for a living at all. This is just for fun. And so, yeah, no, it's never that we don't care about y'all. We just, we have lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes and lives, social lives. Yeah, and social lives. And then also just sometimes we just need to rest and like like Carter said, we could have been a little bit more communicative, but we were not. <laughs> so, so here we are. We'll yeah. hold that out. Yeah. <laughs> so we were gonna like we're gonna regroup and try to figure out some things. We may have a new release date. We may have a new kind of way of formatting mm-hmm. things. And like I said, y'all are gonna let us know if y'all don't like if y'all not fucking with it. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So just be on the lookout for that. And yeah, let's get, uh, let's get into the current crime. Yeah. Okay. So this current crime is from Fox Atlanta. Fox 5 Atlanta, and it was published... Why would they say it like that? They said four days ago. So that was September 29th. Mitchell Dang was... Um, I'm sorry. The title is Family of Woman Kidnapped, Murdered During Fun Night in Atlanta Honors Her Spirit. So Mitch- sad. Very sad. Mitchell Dang was beautiful, happy, and blogging about heading into downtown Atlanta to dance the night away in a video that her family shared with Fox 5 News. I'm sorry. One thing. You can't pronounce it Atlanta like that. What did I say? Atlanta. <laughs> oh, that second T don't exist. I'm, just, I'm trying. I'm a little flimmy. I was making sure I was getting my words out. Um, that was the night of August 26th. Four days later, her body would be found in a parking deck across the street from the Fulton County Courthouse. Atlanta police would later uncover that the Norcross woman was kidnapped, robbed of her cell phone, and then murdered by a total stranger. That is horrifying. The family of Mitchell Dang said they are working through their emotions as they honor her life. Quote, a lot of emotions, empty is one of them. Very sad and in shock, her sister Mary Dang said as she clutched the hands of her mother and her other sister Maggie. The then 25-year-old had asked her mom if she could go dancing with friends at Alley Cat Atlanta, which is a music venue. However, what actually happened once she got downtown is under investigation. Quote, however it happened, it happened. We don't know. Police tell us that she went to a music venue and on her way back to the car, she was attacked by a stranger that they arrested on Friday. So the 22nd, her sister explained. The family now focuses on a shrine for Mitchell placed on what would have been her 26th birthday. Mm -hmm. It will be displayed for 49 days as part of their Buddhist religion and her spirit prepares for its final resting place. Quote, my parents came here from Vietnam after the war. We didn't have much, but we always had each other. Mary said with tears in her eyes. Police say Jacavius Arnold has been charged with murder, kidnapping and robbery in connection to the young woman's death. He remains in the Fulton County jail without bond. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have been seeing like a whole bunch of different posts, unfortunately, of like violence against women. And I kind of skipped over this one a few times because they kept talking about this guy who 
had murdered someone and left her left her body like under the stairs uh, across from some music venue or something and the stories were starting to blend together mm-hmm. so I just kept skipping over it and so one time I was like, like what is this about because obviously you know true crime and like knowing what's going on and stuff when I saw her face, I literally, because I was laying down when I saw the store, I literally sat up and my jaw hit the floor because I used to work with her. Yeah. And I knew her when she was like 19 or whatever. This mm-hmm. was a long time ago. We weren't like close friends or nothing. We were just coworkers. But she was still like, I hate saying this because it's that cliche of like her smile lights up a room. Like yeah. I hate that. Like, but that's how it is like yeah. she was that girl like she came to work every day such a great attitude just positive and sweet and funny and i remember she used to talk about like how she loved going out she loved going dancing and stuff like that and i was like girl in heels all the time you, <laughs> you hosting heels you dancing heels right. she's like yeah like that's just like it's nothing because she was such like a fun loving type mm-hmm. of girl or whatever and so for this to happen to anybody of course but then also seeing her face and like making that connection between like somebody who's just out having fun somebody who's just out living their life and then this person just comes and robs them of their life like that's so insidious and i just like i i literally don't even know what to say about them like finding him and like what they're gonna get out of that like is he gonna admit that he kidnapped her for what money or like what i don't know it's it's wild but yeah i just really wanted to send so much love out to mitchell's family because like my co like my co-workers like i contacted them and they're like yeah we heard we want to see like if the i guess like the restaurant group can like do something for her Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and i was like yeah y'all are of course y'all did that because y'all are sweet and spoke but yeah no i'm so sorry that this happened and oh my gosh i really hope they're family finds peace in in this because that's so scary mm-hmm. and it's so fucking sad and that it's happening absolutely and i mean it's i think we all get a little desensitized when like we're reading things on twitter and mm-hmm. facebook and stuff like that so when mm-hmm. it hit close hits close to home like someone you know and in like in the city you live in or the city right. you're from it's like fuck mm-hmm. like it's like these it's things right really happen yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. and then this is like right coming right after uh what happened to Ro, the woman who was hit yeah. in the face with the brick mm-hmm. Ooh, don't even start on and that. now we have you know the girl um in the uk who was trying to protect her friend mm-hmm. and she ended up getting hit with a machete you yeah. know it's like for whatever reason whether it's incel behavior or whether it's literally just a random attack it's just it it is desensitization. I'm not gonna lie, like that's what it is. And it's not that I don't care anymore. It's just that I just keep seeing it and it's, it's just like Yeah. It Our is, brains yeah. aren't meant to take in this much violent, yeah. fucked up information right. on a regular basis. I mean, you wake up and you open any social media app, every day there's gonna be another story of femicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every day there's gonna be another story of violence against women, queer people, trans people, like every single day. So yeah. you gotta compartmentalize a little bit. Yeah, no definitely. Yeah. So yeah. Um so again sending so much love to Mitchell's family and I really hope that I hope that the person does open up and at least that gives them some type of closure so that they can yeah. move on into their grieving process without having to worry about justice um but I really I'm really interested to see what that's gonna look like because they never have to pay for this shit yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah that's yeah. all okay. well we're um sending our love to her family and friends and folks in her community and it's really sad um we'll add this to our list to update y'all 
if and when things come out about um, this case. So we'll be back with the main story. All right. I am your lead investigator today. It's Kiera, LOL. All pronouns, just pick one, whatever you feel. Come on, man. <laughs> um, so I'm going to take care to try and pronounce everything in this story as best I can, but a lot of this stuff is very new to me. I, I'm not very familiar with the phonetics. Um, this is the story of Shoko Asahara. Um, this is a cult that came out of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was really interesting. I was going to do another story or whatever but then i ended up watching this show on netflix called how to be a cult leader Mm -hmm. yeah and then i got to his episode and i just i don't know i just really thought that that was so interesting i'm very interested in cults obviously like just you know understand like the psychology behind them but then also to see how they work in different cultural Mm -hmm. contexts or whatever Mm -hmm. is really interesting Mm -hmm. so this is really cool well it's not cool but you know i'm sorry go ahead yeah um yeah no trigger warnings for um Bodily uh, mutilation, uh, obviously terrorist attacks, and uh, <laughs> we're back in it, y'all. Yeah, we're back in it. Yeah, real, real fast. And then also, if I'm going through the notes and I see some stuff about to come up, I'll give you your triggers too. Because I, sometimes I just forget going through notes. Sometimes I just forget exactly like what I put down as I as I went. ADHD. <laughs> ADHD. <laughs> I love that. Me, right? that, that, that sound. No, I be saying that shit like, in my head all the time. Me too. What's her name? I don't remember. Renee, right? Renee, yeah, Renee. Yeah, I like The her. way she looks into the camera when she said it was hilarious. She's funny as shit. All right, so his original name was uh, Chizuo Matsumoto, and he was born March 2nd, 1955. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what that makes him. Maybe a passive? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, okay. That is, right. wait, March 2nd? Yeah, March 2nd. That is the okay. That's two days before both of my partners. Oh wow! <laughs> Good to know. Future co leaders. Oh no! Yay! <laughs> um. So Matsumoto was the fourth son of a very large, poor family of um a group of uh their family of mat makers in the Kuma. Kumamoto Prefecture, which is just a district in Japan. Mm -hmm. Um, He had infantile glaucoma from birth, which made him lose all of his eyesight in his left eye and go partially blind in his right eye at a very young age. I did not know you could get glaucoma before the age of 75. That's what I'm saying. I literally thought that was not something that ever happened in any... I thought that was just like an age-related disease or whatever, which is... Yeah, which is astounding to me. So, yeah, no. Looking into that by itself is a whole thing that I want to do, too. Um, So, he was enrolled in a school for the blind, and... Because of his disability, he couldn't follow the family trade, so he was never able to live with them again. So he was oh, displaced wow. at a very early age um, and moved into um, this environment. So he discovered a way to kind of manipulate his classmates and, you know, gain power over them because he did have partial mm. sight in his right eye and everybody else was completely blind. Mm. So it kind of gained him just a little bit of popularity in a way. Um, so he discovered a way to earn money by 
you know, helping other kids get to the candy store. And he, you know, because of That's that. Kind of smart. Yeah, it made him pretty well. Like, I'm not going to lie and say I wouldn't do the same thing. Like, fuck all the rest of the stuff he did. He, you know, obviously every cult leader goes off the rails. Though That's like also part two in every cult leader story. It's like right. they start off understandable. They yeah. start off like some little punk-ass yeah, kids. Well, right. They're just a little charismatic. Exactly. Well, yeah, they're a little hustler. Yeah. yeah, a little scammer, a little yeah. internet situation. Because, you know, we don't, we don't completely hate a scam. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm saying. not always a bad thing. Yeah. You were smart enough to pull it off, shit. Yeah. As long as it stops before cult. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but it usually doesn't. <laughs> and not in the cases that we look at, anyway. So, yeah. So that ends up with him being, like, kind of well-liked in the school. But he took it a little bit too far and ended up kind of being a bully as well. Uh, he was known to uh, take advantage of other students. He would beat other students. He would extort them from for money. You know, I guess, like, shaking people's lunch money or whatever or you know checking people down all right y'all we'll be right back after we pay some bills are you a huge cunt? us too wait can we even say cunt? of course it's empowering these days cunt, 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 cunt. i'm Ange ballison aka the drag queen fat girl gina and i'm mike fails just a normal gay guy i guess and we're the hosts of the big cunty couch a gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit bitch and be fierce on a huge ass couch while we gab about all things gay so come get cozy and cunty with us we're pan for platforms so find us anywhere online and get listening sweetie or watching or both otherwise why the hell am i in full drag and we'll see you on the big cu- oh wait i thought we were gonna say that together now on the big cunty couch Mwah. So during his adolescence, uh, he developed a fantasy about ruling a kingdom of robots with total power. And he told some of his classmates that he aspired to rule Japan as prime minister. Okay. So he's about the robot. Yeah. yeah. The prime minister thing. I'm like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I listen I, I and also another thing with their culture is like they a little bit further ahead of us as far as like technology and stuff like that so I don't even I want to say that like in the 70s people children or younger people in America weren't even thinking about like robots and yeah. stuff like that so not, I want to yeah, know if not like, in like a real way yeah not in a yeah. real way so yeah. I wonder if technological advancement <clears throat> in Asia specifically Japan kind of like makes your fantasies different or makes what you aspire to be yeah. when you're older different or something like that. Because, yeah. child, we ain't been to the moon since 1969. We ain't got you over here. <laughs> um, so he graduated in 1973 and he applied to study politics at Tokyo University, but he was rejected. Um, he then turned to study acupuncture and uh, traditional Chinese medicine, which were usually... Like, the careers that blind people took on in Japan at the time. Oh, wow. Um, He also established a Chinese medicine shop outside of Tokyo. So, in 1981, um, he got into a little bit of trouble. Um, He was convicted of practicing pharmacy without a license and selling unregulated drugs. He had that good Um, shit. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I feel like he's going back into his scammer era, and I'm like, right. Again, we don't totally hate a scam. You know, we love a street pharmacist just as long as you ain't out here fucking harming people. And he was. But, um, so he was fined 200,000, uh, uh, whatever the currency was. I want to say him, but I don't want to fuck it up. Um, equivalent to about $270,000 in 2023. Shit. So his interest in religion 
started around this time and he had recently gotten married they don't say too much about his family but he worked to support them uh in his career um and it was large and it was growing um and in his free time he would study different religious concepts um especially chinese astrology and taoism um so he later changed his name to uh, well around this time you know uh when people have like their religious awakenings and stuff like that a lot of people change their name so he changed his name to shoko asahar which is the title of the that i said earlier um so he practiced western esotericism which i think is like i don't know like western like deism probably or like religious thought uh yoga he's practiced meditation he studied buddhism he studied christianity and he let his beard grow out he let his hair grow out you know everybody want to look like jesus when they start to um and Asahara was also a very like aristocratic surname, which which ends up playing uh, a huge part of his, you know, the way he moves later, the power that he had or whatever, um, because Matsuboto was more like a peasant, you know, like lower class last name or whatever. So he just changed his last name and all of a sudden he's a part of that. Yeah. So he like kind of moved his class up a little bit yeah. and changed his name, which is which is wild. Um in 1984, he begins pilgrimages to India and uh, travel to Asia, trying to find like different religions. Um, so he names the group Aum uh, Aum Shinrika, Shinrikyo. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, Aum Shinrikyo was uh, founded by Asahara in a one bedroom apartment in Tokyo. So it starts here and. He, it starts off kind of like yoga and meditation and the meeting consistently and then sort of growing a following over the next few years. So it stayed like that over a course of the decade. And he kind of grew his reputation as being like this guru, this divine leader or whatever. Um, and then he called it a religious organization in 1989. Um, and it drew mostly like I guess like the social middle class, which would be like students and mm. people who are like consider themselves like the intellectual elite and like the unit, you know, people working at the universities and things like that. And it was dubbed a religion for the elite, quote unquote. Um, so it was considered controversial in Japan, but it wasn't necessarily considered dangerous because, you know, it hadn't really popped off for real yet and they hadn't really done anything like super violent or whatever. So the same way that people kind of like view hippies now is the way that they kind of like view this religion then or whatever. So they was moving around Japan. They were like recruiting and stuff, but they weren't getting like a ton of pushback or anything like that. Um, so his... His public relations activities included publishing comics and animated cartoons that attempted to kind of like tie his religious ideas to like anime and manga and stuff like that. So they kind of tried to like cutify the religion a little bit. And then even um, later on, they ended up having like this um, children's show is really creepy. They show it in the, docu in the documentary. Y'all should definitely watch this episode. Yeah. But they show it and it's like everybody's like dressed in white and they have like this little song and they have like little kids singing it and like little kids were like singing it around I'm the scared. house and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't really like little weird. kids singing. Yeah, little kids singing is um and so this included like um space missions powerful weapons 
world conspiracies and the quest for the ultimate truth. That's what was in the kids show? Yeah, that's what like was well, okay. that's what was in like the magazines and the manga okay. and stuff like that. Like yeah. those were the like biggest themes or whatever. Um and that included several magazines. Uh there's one called like Enjoy Happiness and stuff like that. And this kind of like well the goal was to become more attracted to the elite and educated in in Japan because they didn't like sermons. They didn't like going to church and just being sat and like preached to. They just wanted to like have something fun or whatever. So Around this time, you start to see pictures of him levitating, quote unquote. Mm -mm. And if we need to put this picture on the Instagram, whatever, because it's so. I mean, obviously now we we the technology around CGI and like Photoshop is like way better now. So it's so obvious that like maybe he like jumped and crossed his legs, (laughs) and as he was falling, like somebody took a picture of him or whatever, because his face is like no not no racist shit. Like he was like his face was like really crunched. He was like. while he's like in the picture and I'm like his hair is standing up <laughs> it looks like he's falling but at the same time I don't want to shit on the intellect of the people you know who had access to that at the time and right. thought that it you know proved that he was divine um I think we can use context clues <laughs> and are allowed to be critical I want to see critical thinkers. please yeah I just look up oh, okay. do, uh, yeah. what, do, what do I need to look up Shoko Asahara Shoko. Levitating yeah also, okay here Levitating yeah <laughs> um so another so other things that he did to craft his image were receive a blessing from the Dalai Lama. Um they staged sleep and food deprivations in mass. <laughs> no. <laughs> also he looks like he's on a oh that's the shadow. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. Come like, on. Yeah, no. It definitely looks. Well, they thought he was focusing real hard on floating. It, it, <laughs> he looked stressed because he looked like he looked like he just got dropped out of a like uh, he dropped from another floor. Right? Like, yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm not tripping. So I was like, mm, I don't know. I can't. I, I would wait. I'm sorry. Wow. Um. Yeah. They stayed. They stayed sleeping. Food deprivations. Um. They extended. They had like extended, extended meditations. Um. They started doing like electroshock therapy. Oh. Uh-huh. And stuff like that. Um, I probably should have put a, a trigger warning before that. I need to be more. I need to be more serious about those. Um, and so there was one member named Majima Teriyuki. Um, trigger warning for bodily um, mutilation and extended torture. Um, showed signs of distress during like electroshock therapy, and they were ordered to put him in uh, a uh, ice bath, and it didn't work. And he goes into cardiac arrest. Mm. So they, so the members of the group are ordered to get rid of his body. Mm. And he comes up with this whack ass excuse saying that Teriyuki had to die in order to re-enter the karmic cycle because he couldn't be enlightened in the body that he was in on earth. And again, I don't want to shit on the, <laughs> the intellect of the people who heard this, but in my mind, I'm like, well, if you knew that, if that's the truth, why was he meditating? Like, right, if he couldn't right. be enlightened in the body that he was in, why did were we? Why was he doing this exercise? Why was he involved in it at all? Um, yeah. So that so one of the members who was responsible for throwing out the body, his name was Shuji to Shuji Taguchi. Uh, he was involved, and I love that name. me too. No, no, no. I love it too. Okay, I'm glad y'all said right. something. Else. I just love that part. That name kind of lit. No. <laughs> A lot of Japanese names are so fucking no, cute, but I don't want to so be, good. I don't want to be like weird. I'm like, that's so cute. Um, 
his name is uh, yeah Shuji Taguchi, and he's involved. He was involved, and he starts to have a crisis. He's freaking out, and he's like, "Okay, look, I I need to go to the police because this isn't right. right. You know, we did this thing or whatever." Um, so their story is that the death was an accident, and to keep him from going to the police, uh, uh, Asahara sends out orders to intimidate him. Um, but that still wasn't like stopping him or whatever. He was like, yeah, I'm just going to go anyway. So he ordered them, uh, trigger warning. He ordered them to kill him and dispose of the body. So in trying to tell the story of the body that they exposed, he Shit. ends up being murdered and disposed of. Wow. So how they explain? How does he explain that to the cult followers? The exact same way. He says oh that God. he says that Taguchi needed to be killed in order to re-enter the karmic cycle, and they went with it. Um, at this point, I think that mentally they're kind of in it. Yeah. So they probably just like either they believe that shit off rip, or they didn't, and it just really didn't feel like they had anywhere to go, or you know, what else am I going to do, or who else am I going to follow? Mm-hmm. So he started doing a lot of interviews to like push the cult into mainstream. Um, people thought he was funny and entertaining. I told y'all about the kids show that he had. It was also called Guru's March, and you know, kids. It was like a fun like little meme amongst kids or whatever. It was like a song that they were saying, kind of like little TikTok sounds and stuff like that. Um, he also wrote a love song to a nerve agent gas called Saren. So this is, it's already weird. Mm-hmm. It's already dangerous, but like, this is the part where it starts to go off the rails as far as like publicly. And then like people are starting to realize that this is getting really fucking weird. So, um, in ni- October, 1989, uh, TBS or like their, uh, I guess their version of like, like channel two action news, Tokyo broadcasting system, um, taped an interview with, 33-year-old Tsutsumi Sakamoto, which is like a, who was a journalist at the time. No, I'm sorry, an uh, anti-cult lawyer. And he I did work. That's so specific. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's so cool. That's yeah, such that a cool job. a really cool job. Um, so he started working on a class action lawsuit against Shinrikyo, and he had been, you know, following them and, like, doing stories on, like, all the, you know, witness and stuff that was involved. And he um, wanted to just, like, shut them down, period, uh, pretty much. Uh, I got lost in my notes. Hold on. I don't know why I just didn't press down. Okay, you can edit that out. Um, <laughs> he said that he tested Asahara's blood and that Asahara's blood was human. So this proves that he's not divine and stuff like that. We can go ahead and stop these stories that he's like this, you know, divine guru who's like mm-hmm. immortal and all this stuff like that. Now, the someone at the network leaked the story to Shinrikyo. So Asahara got hands on like the name of the person who was doing all this oh, no. and like their address and like coming for you, girl. Yeah, they come right. like literally. So um officials pressured them to cancel the interview, but they did it anyway. Um so on November third, nineteen eighty nine, um Hideo Murai, uh who was the chief scientist in Shinrikyo, Satora uh, Hashimoto, who was a martial arts master, uh Tomamasa Nakagawa and Kaz oh my god, I'm messing up this problem so bad. Kaz Kazuaki Ozazaki drove to I just I wish I could say it faster. I think that's the thing that I'm like mm-hmm. stressing up. 
talking about. about. Um, they drove to Yokohama where Sakamoto lived because uh, they had gotten like all his information from like whoever had leaked the story and shit. And they carried a pouch of 14 hypodermic needles and a supply of potassium chloride. So trigger warning Trigger wow. warning again for bodily harm. I mean, with torture and uh, bodily mutilation. Um, so the plan was to kidnap Sakamoto from uh, from his residency. Um, well, from the train station in his residency, and that plan didn't work because at the time, like he didn't show up. Like he was supposed to show up at schedule, but it wasn't. Um, and so because it was like bad timing, he ended up just like sleeping at his family's house that day. So they had to regroup and then move the plan to another day. So they moved it down to um, a couple days later, um, 3 a.m. November 5th, they entered his apartment through an unlocked door. Um, I've also heard a lot of stories about Japan. Like they don't lock doors because it's so safe. Um, but well, that's a whole other conversation because so much shit be happening happen to women over there. I was going to say, because I heard one of the most horrifying true crime stories I've ever heard yeah. in Japan. I think it's like one of those things where it's like, culturally, we don't talk about our business. Yeah. You know, we just keep it over here in the family or whatever. Yeah, but true. women have been getting on TikTok and being like, that's a fucking lie. You know, so yeah. we'll probably do another story about that another day. Um, so Sakamoto, um, trigger one, was struck in the head with a hammer. Yikes. He was injected with potassium chloride and then he was strangled after this by the group that was supposed to, you know, I guess take him out and dispose of his body. His 29 year old wife was also there. She was beaten and she was also injected with potassium chloride. And this is another trigger warning because this one is hard. Like, doesn't potassium chloride burn when you're injected with it? I, I don't like know I what the effects are. I, yeah, as far as I knew, I thought it was something that was like a food grade kind of thing. So I don't know what effects potassium chloride has on the body. But I know it was enough to, I mean, if they had to poison them and beat them, I'm wondering, like, yeah. is it like a torture tactic more so than like being able to like kill somebody with it? Um, so their 14 year old, I mean, 14 month old infant son, um, no. Tatsu, Tatsuhiko Sakamoto was also injected with potassium chloride and they covered his face with a cloth to suffocate him. Mm. So the family's remains were placed in metal drums and then hidden in three separate rural areas, um, that, you know, the the group owned land or whatever in rural areas or whatever so that's where they hid the the barrels to uh, hide the remains i looked at potassium chloride it says that if you give a lot of it it can cause muscle weakness and loss of movement numbness so it's probably like what a they paralysis. use to disarm yeah oh. to disarm them and then they could do all the other stuff mm. oh that's wild that somebody was able able to get their hands on that but they did have elite you know it says students and stuff also while potassium chloride acts quickly it is excruciatingly painful if administered without proper anesthesia oh my god that's terrible um so they did this so that when the bodies were uncovered then police wouldn't link the three incidents like they would be able to link their murders which is this doesn't make sense because they're a family so obviously <laughs> right everybody is missing the same huh? night yeah everybody's missing the same night they were all together what how else would their 14 month old infant son mm. like who else would he have been with that they time, were all right? injected with potassium chloride right and yeah 
So, I don't think that through at all. And he had also just recently given that interview about also her not being uh, divine. So their bed sheets were burned and the tools were dropped into the ocean. The victim's teeth were taken and smashed to prevent mm. identification. Mm. Um, so Japan's just a little bit of background. Japan's separation of church and state is like dead ass serious. Like they don't fuck with like they don't investigate religious crimes they don't fuck with religion at all like as far as like the state officially um because it could be seen as an infringement at the hands of the state so they don't ever want to like try to dip in because if they turn out to be wrong or if they get something they could be sued and it could just end up with this like whole mm. problem or whatever so they they typically don't look into like re- religious affairs and leave that to the church or the group or whatever um so they started a political party after this running for parliament and it was like super cartoonish it was really weird they had like elephant masks and stuff like that they were all dressed in like these weird uniforms and stuff like that they preached the value of yoga and all in all like after the vote they ended up getting less than two thousand votes people were making fun of them people were like not taking him seriously and stuff like that and this was super triggering for him which is like what i know that pissed him off yeah that damaged his ego really bad yeah um so this was a huge turning point for him and and he starts to plan a vendetta so that he can be taken seriously, basically. Um, he tells his followers that the election was rigged to keep him from spreading the religion. Um, he blamed Americans. He blamed Zionists. Um, he blamed Freemasons. I mean, that's, none, none of those groups are great. Yeah. yeah none of those first, I was a little offended, but then I'm like, eh. <laughs> Americans and Zionists aren't. They're, they're, they're definitely trash as fuck, right. but they ain't got nothing they to do with this. Right. Right. <laughs> you got going on. Um, they got their own shit and he said also the freemasons i'm like what freemasons were in japan and what group specifically but yeah how do they know about the freemasons i don't know maybe that shit is way older than we thought because even for them i i I know the zionist movement has been going on for a very long time and americans been trash since like day one but freemasons i don't know shit about yeah so how they could be centered on a national election in japan like that I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> so a bunch of so he gets a bunch of chemists, he gets a bunch of scientists together in who are already, you know, like in Shinrikyo or whatever. He's like, Okay, I need y'all to come up with like nerve agents, I need y'all to come up with a plan, like to be able to like have this like we're gonna start a pandemic basically. We're gonna have like a eco terrorist bio was it like a biological attack or bioterrorist attack or something like that? Yeah. Uh Hideo Morai, uh Seichi Indo and uh Masami uh Suchia were the three scientists. They developed anthra they developed anthrax, mm-hmm. Ebola, and sarin substances, and they tested it on some of the land that they owned in the Australian outback. So they didn't know how Australia get in it. Because they they bought Australian land. So this was like because they bought a lot like a lot of rural land. So all the stuff that they tested, kind of like how they test bombs in like mm-hmm. rural areas, that's what they was doing, like testing the nerve agent there. They're real serious. Yeah, I mean, then this is the thing about cults. It's like they start with an idea of community, and they could really fuck some shit up, like in a good way. Yeah. But then they choose to go in this completely unserious or this completely right. evil track. Like y'all yeah. had land. Right. Y'all could have saved niggas. Y'all could have just. I mean, not niggas, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. people, like. All the homeless people in Japan, y'all could have just been like, hey, we got land. Y'all want to come with us? Right. You trying to kick it? More followers, more people to work the co-op or whatever the fuck. It's a good Instead idea. y'all doing stuff with anthrax. What you- when, when did that... They're fucking up Australia. They got enough problems. Y'all see them spiders? Uh, I'm telling you. Seen them y'all ever seen a kangaroo fight? 
This, I was just saying this to somebody. They, all their kangaroos look like Terry Crews. <laughs> and you think I'm about to, like, no. They like, they already got enough problems. They don't need nerve agent. No, for, they smell as shit. No, they, they are big as fuck. And they, they will drown are. you. Kangaroos will pull you in the water. Well, they sit in the water with their just, like, head and shoulders sticking out, trying to lure you in. And then you come in the water, they'll hold your head in the water. I didn't know that. They will drown you. I'm never, I'm never, I never need to go to Australia. This is like, I'm not going to I don't time. ever need to do that shit. They like the the British, I don't know, they like the country British people to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, we have like, <laughs> like whatever Britain is to America, that's kind of how I see them too. But they like ways more Southern, I guess. I don't fucking know. It's like a weird, really, but no, I'm not going to Australia. And they yeah. shouldn't have been over there either. So, um... <laughs> So there's a cartoonist named uh, Yosh- Yoshinori Kobayashi. He starts making fun of the cult um, oh, in his cartoons. Like his yeah, he didn't pay attention. He gets included in Aum's uh, um, assassination list, and wow. an attempt was made on Kobayashi's life in 1993. So in Ju- in July 1993, they tried to stage yeah, and <laughs> and th- <laughs> that is what you're watching. Yeah. Wow. Um, Hate it for them. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to stage an anthrax attack, uh, attack, I'm gonna say attack, attack against civilians, but civilians was just like the train stank. Why the train stank so bad? <laughs> and they failed miserably, like really bad. Nobody got affected, and this was like a huge flop. Um, that was just a stink bomb. <laughs> exactly. Um, My Google history for this episode is going to be off. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm not Googling Chloride. I'm Googling up on the house having fun listen so this ip address has had six searches for potassium chloride <laughs> in the last 20 minutes my fbi agent gonna be right there in front of my house why are you making me work <laughs> i just wanted to chill i wasn't even gonna bother you but you are doing way too much i'm sorry i, I got a podcast <laughs> um so they considered assassinations on several individuals uh who were critical to the cult but Ultimately, they were worried about a mass attack. Um, one of the people who they were critical of were the heads of the Buddhist sects um, and the institute, the Institute for Research in Human Happiness. Um, so the let me see, they tried again. Um, this time, they attacked a train again, and it was called the Matsumoto in- the Matsumoto incident. Um, and this time it ended up killing eight people mm. and it harmed 500 more. So more and more oh. people had like effects down the line. Um, at the end of 1994, the cult broke into the Hiroshima factory. Um, it was a Mitsubishi heavy factory. That's what it was in an attempt to steal technical documents on the military weapons and like tanks and artillery so they can learn how to like build them and stuff. Yeah. So these are like extremely really serious, really like, bad. real fast to prove that they were serious. And I'm just like, there's so much more stuff you could have done to be taken seriously. And Dala are planning uh, to build military weapons and shit like artillery. This isn't. And we're supposed to be taking them serious as a religion, uh-huh. <laughs> like a religion political organization but I think he just wanted power so he was just trying to go just with whatever in, yeah. way that that would give him power or whatever so um, 1995 um, the members of the, the cult they released a binary chemical weapon um, 
closest to Saren, but it was like something that they had made up. Um, and they ended up attacking five trains in the Tokyo subway system, and they ended up killing 13 commuters seriously injuring seriously injuring 54 and affecting 980 more this is horrible because it's like these are just everyday working class people just trying to get to and from their destination yeah exactly why are y'all playing like this yeah like they didn't your beef isn't with them Mm -hmm. some people even claim oh some estimates claim that as many as six thousand people were injured by the sarin because it's something that's going to keep spreading out and like Mm -hmm. moving out or whatever and it's a nerve agent too so people aren't going to feel symptoms sometimes until like months later or whatever and then ended up finding out they were affected or whatever um let me see so they don't know the exact numbers, but a lot of victims oh, came forward or whatever. Um, prosecutors also alleged that Asahara was tipped off by an insider um, about planned police raids to their cult facilities. So obviously they shit got sacked and he ordered an attack um, in central Tokyo to, I guess, like divert police attention away from the group again um and the attack backfired because obviously that's gonna bring them closer to you know finding out um um, finding out where they are like what they are to and like their connections to the train attacks because up until this point before they ended up um you know like raiding their headquarters or whatever the original attack the one the matsumoto incident that i told you about the mm-hmm. killed eight people they didn't know who that was mm-hmm. so now they're able to like make all these connections and mm-hmm. this attack that you used as a diversion is now you know bringing you more attention and linking you to more crimes right. and stuff like that so police found explosives chemical weapons a russian I don't know shit about guns, y'all. <laughs> Please work with me. A Russian mill me seventeen military helicopter. A helicopter? Yes. A helicopter. How the fuck did they get that? Um, and they also found uh, all of the biological warfare agents, such as anthrax and um, Ebola. Um, so again, like now they're like in it, and something's going on with my notes. It won't refresh and go down to the bottom. I'm gonna have to. Hold on. All right, sorry, y'all. All right, so getting down to what happened after the warehouse. Um, so. All of this shit got sacked. Obviously, all of the stuff that they found makes them look extremely guilty. So now Asahara is facing 27 counts of murder and 13 separate indictments. Fingers crossed the same thing happened to Trump. Um, (laughs) The prosecution argued that Asahara, um, he gave the subway attack, uh, well, he gave the order for the subway attack so that he could overthrow the government. So the trial itself... I don't know how, but the trial itself ended up taking seven years to conclude. Seven? Seven years to conclude. And the prosecution came forward with the theory that the attacks were used to, like, move police attention away from them, but it ended up obviously not working in their favor. Um... So he was found guilty of 13 of the 17 charges, including the Sakamoto family murder. So he was charged with that. And four of the charges ended up being dropped. How? I don't know. Um, On February 27, 2004, he was sentenced to death. And the trial was called the trial of the century by Japanese media. And that is the story of Shoko Asahara. I just also... um, 
when I was looking up the rest of their information, um, an article popped up that said their last four were remaining. Um, so people are still like, they weren't active, but they disbanded and they were like former members or whatever. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, if if I had to compare them to anything, I would say like to Scientology or something like that. Like it disbanded, but there were people who were still active, like personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so the six remaining Shinrikyo members were executed on Shit. July twenty sixth, two thousand eighteen. They don't play about execution. Yeah, they don't. They got them niggas the fuck up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and, but they, I, I don't know. I feel like they waited for years. Why? I don't understand why the trial took seven years, and yeah. I also don't know why they were executed in twenty eighteen because that was yesterday. Well, yeah. maybe their due process takes that long because they are so willing to use the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Like they maybe. give them like full due process. Yeah. Okay. Because they know like if you convicted, we can your ass the fuck up. You about to go see God? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess that makes sense. Damn. If that's the reasoning but yeah wow that's so wild i want to but yeah definitely still watch the episode because my what was the show version uh how to be a cult leader okay on right netflix yeah so i started that i really like the uh format of it yeah and there's also another one called um how to it's like how to be a tyrant or something like that mm-hmm. and so that was the first one that i watched i think it's the same kind of like format or maybe it's the same producers or mm-hmm. whatever. but how to be a tyrant was really good because it's like a lot of insight into just like the steps that it takes to get to that extreme point that we end up studying in history. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't start with genocide. It obviously starts with marginalizing people and right. scapegoating like one percent of the population. So yeah, but biological warfare is crazy. Yeah, like that is nuts. next level shit. Nuts, absolutely nuts. And to, to use your genius for that, I'm like. Like that's cult plus. Because you're not just impacting the people on your uh you know, on your land or whatever. You trying to take out a whole city, a whole <laughs> country. Yeah. All right, y'all, we will be back with Should This Be a Crime. Should this be a crime? Uh, 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 uh. Let's go. Aww, I hate this little song. I know. I'll be singing it to myself around the house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are back with another Should This Be a Crime. I'm reading an article. This is Carter. They then pronouns. And this was published 55 minutes ago. Today's date is October 2nd. Happy spooky season. That's why. Dragger. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had to say that. That's one of my favorite styles on TikTok. <laughs> you be in the TikTok tree. <laughs> Listen, Ellie is a walking TikTok sound. Because right? <laughs> I feel like I be on TikTok, but you be talking on sound. I right. know it's Deep so tip. comforting when I'm just laying there and I can't go to sleep. TikTok. Like, maybe that's why I do that. I will be up all night. That's the problem, right? Like I'll I be up all night. Whole naps watching TikTok. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm about to take a nap. Three <laughs> hours later, yeah. I'm like, fuck. I be taking melatonin. I don't know what it is. I just be up, and I'm like, okay, well, since I'm up, I might as well get up. <laughs> okay, this article says something different than the Twitter article said. So this says rapper Blueface gets probation in Las Vegas strip club shooting. A judge sentenced rapper Blueface to probation Monday for a shooting last year outside of a Las Vegas strip club. The eight now news investigators have confirmed. Police arrested Blueface, 26. That boy is only 26. He's oh, only 26. Goodness. I thought he was like 30. 
Or his 30s or something. Police arrested Blueface, 26, whose real name is Jonathan Porter, last November. Oh, my God. The shooting happened around 4 a.m. on October 8th, uh, 2022. Judge Kathleen Delaney had accepted the plea deal over the summer, which stipulated a probation-only sentence. Damn. On Monday, Delaney sentenced Porter to a suspended sentence of two to five years in prison, meaning he will only serve probation. Mm. His attorneys, Christina Wildveld and Lisa Remison, said, the victim said he was shot in the hand outside of the Euphoric Gentlemen's Club on Windy Road off the Las Vegas Strip, according to documents the eight News Now investigators obtained. He recognized Porter in the venue and had spoken with him earlier in the night. The victim said he made a joke about Porter speaking with some females in a cheap vehicle. Documents said. Oh, wow, that was. It's, it's a direct quote. Ooh. Right. Not females. Wowie. Prosecutors initially charged Porter with attempted murder. The plea deal lowered the charges to battery and discharging a firearm at or into an occupied structure. Blueface faced at least two civil cases related to alleged, the alleged shooting. Porter's attorneys had asked the judge to pause any civil cases as his criminal proceedings moved forward. Police arrested Porter on a robbery charge as he was entering court in June. Detective says he had stolen a fan's phone <laughs> at the Palms Casino. Prosecutors agreed to dismiss the charge after Porter was sentenced in the shooting case record showed. Um... Well, because <laughs> earlier we thought that he was going to prison. Yeah, because someone tweeted that he was sentenced to 24 to 60 months in prison. So mm-hmm. they probably misunderstood. They probably didn't continue reading the rest of the sentence that said mm-hmm. he yeah. would only actually serve probation. probation. Right. Um, but the crime here is blue face. <laughs> you know? I mean, just as an individual. Yeah. It's embarrassing that you're known as blue face. What the fuck? Is that? I I don't know. It's probably some gang shit. I'm like I don't know, and that's all. Say <laughs> 26 and be so fucking evil. It's just like 26. I I did not know he was that young. He's little, little baby. Oh my god! And it's wild to me because like when he. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> people are responding to our Instagram. <laughs> um, when he first like became famous with whatever that first song was, I think he did it with Cardi B. Oh, bust down, Tatiana. Yeah, yeah. like he was just—I mean, he's kind of cute. Like the yeah, song was the song catchy, was, yeah. and he could have just, you know, ran on your road off of it. Yeah, had a, had a few more of those mm-hmm. and been fine. Yeah. Like what? It's like I don't know. It's almost at this point. It's like he's trying to go viral for being not shit to the women that he yeah. fucked with and to his kid. Like yeah. we were talking about earlier, we were talking about like when his kid was in the pantry looking for food, which was bare anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, like it was. It was empty you can see like tumbleweeds and shit <laughs> and it's looking it's looking for fruit snacks he's looking for a little chicken nugget situation you know he's a little kid and yeah. he's like oh uh it's pussy in the living room are you gay are you gay or something like that i'm just like that's a baby what the fuck is wrong oh. with you and then uh, like i'm literally gonna have to mute Krishan and blueface and shit like oh my because it's all no. over my yeah, timeline yeah. all the time yeah. some bullshit going on with her and her baby and how they treat her mm-hmm. and his previous baby mama and like how they be talking weird to her or whatever did they did they rename her baby like I think she she's talking it. about doing it or yeah or I don't know if she yeah. officially did it but yeah. like renaming somebody I don't know and it's it's just too much and so for you to be twenty six going through all that and then you already in these streets or not whatever you got going on I don't know that's just like you said the crime here is blueface like being blue before he even shot that person he yeah. was it was a crime you know yeah and then you went out doing all this dangerous shit your dad 
Like everybody want to get on like, oh, as long as I was mom, you're a whole fucking dad. If you don't get that grill and go <laughs> and go get some Birkenstocks and go barbecue <laughs> with a polo on, like and leave these streets alone. What are you doing? Right. I don't know. Uh, it's a crime. It's a double crime. I yeah. yeah. Before when we thought he was going to jail, we were like, oh, well, this will be like physical separation from the baby mamas and like hopefully they can like I don't know, get out from under the spell or whatever, mm-hmm. like a probably abusive situation and maybe do better for themselves or have an opportunity to do better for themselves. Um, but now to find out that he's only on probation, I don't know what that looks like, but right. I hope people are really keeping an eye on him because Blueface doesn't seem like the type of person to take probation seriously. And maybe he will end up in jail. And I hope he does. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really bad when you, when you make people who believe in abolition, students yeah. of abolition, yeah, say, you know what? I don't know. Maybe, maybe some people should go. Maybe there. they have a point. Maybe, maybe, maybe a few people should be up in there. I can maybe see I can to keep it open <laughs> because, because listen, yeah, he is every fucking shit. two days. I'm saying some new shit on my timeline. I'm just like, and I, I am glad that the public has kind of moved away from blaming uh, Krishan for a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like it was a lot, a lot of blame on her for a long time. Yeah. And then it seems like, honestly, since she had the baby that people are kind of recognizing like, Oh wait, actually maybe she isn't as a part of the decision-making as we feel like she is, yeah. you know, like maybe there's more factors to this. So I don't know, child. I'm tired of hearing about it, but I obviously want, Oh, I want better for those children. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I can't even imagine what they're going to go through when they get older. I hope it gets better, but yeah, where we don't have any precedent to the area of social media, so we don't even have nothing to look back towards. Yeah. This is going to be the first generation of children growing up on the internet, so mm-hmm. we don't even know what to expect and what it's so going to look like. Wow, to think about. Yeah, to be at the beginning scary. of that history is weird. Yeah. Ooh. All right, Blueface, you're the crime. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go to jail. Just walk to jail. <laughs> Since y'all have been so deprived, we have a second one. All right, let's go. <laughs> Um, so this article was published on September 29th and it is titled jury acquits man of main charge in Virginia mall shooting of YouTube prankster. So a jury on Thursday found a delivery driver, not guilty in the shooting of a YouTube prankster who followed him around a mall food court earlier this year in Northern Virginia. Alan Coley, 31 was acquitted of aggravated malicious wounding in the shooting of Tanner cook 21 who runs the quote classified goons YouTube channel. Jesus. The jury was split to, to for clarity. Uh, Tanner is definitely white, um, so calling himself a goon is yeah. hilarious. The jury was split though on two lesser firearms counts and decided to convict him on one and acquit him of the other. Coley pleaded not guilty and said he was acting in self defense. Also, if you want to see the video, it's readily available on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll post our artist We'll have to talk about it. I'm surprised I didn't hear about this. Um, we're going to continue the videos. It is what it is, he said. No oh, worries. Wow. The April 2nd shooting at the food court in Duels Town Center, about 45 minutes west of D.C., set off panic as shoppers fled what they feared to be a mass shooting, which is terrible. Very. The verdict came Thursday after about five hours of deliberation. Three hours in, the jury sent out a note saying it was divided in terms of whether the defendant acted in self-defense. Loudoun County Circuit Court Judge Matthew Snow called the jury back into the courtroom around 3.30 p.m. and urged them to continue deliberations, a standard admonition given to juries that indicate they are deadlocked. The jury then delivered its verdict at the end of the day. Coley's defense attorney said the conviction on the firearms charge is inconsistent with the law, given Coley's acquittal on self 
self-defense grounds. He asked the judge to set aside the conviction. A judge will hear arguments on the issue at the hearings next month. Um, and then there's just more detail about how it was caught on video. Oh. You can see the video online. <laughs> um, and basically what happened is Tanner was following him around playing this, I guess, like TikTok sound. It's like... It says, hey, dipshit, quit thinking about my tinkle. But it, like, says it over and over. And he's, like, holding the phone up, like, near his ear and, like, following him um, while somebody else recorded. Y'all know how those prank videos go. Yeah. Um, now, I will say, the guy, Coley, the victim, or not the victim, the shooter, said several times to stop. And then on that third time, there was no time between the stop and the pulling out and the firing of the gun. That shit was quick as fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> my man was, was the shooter ready. white, too? Um, I can't really tell. He's definitely fair-skinned, for yeah. sure. He's not black. Um, but, yeah. So, that is the gist of the story. I am curious to hear y'all's thoughts, because I have a lot of... I have mixed feelings about this. I, d- I have mixed feelings about it, too, because on one hand, shooting is a bit much. Like, that's... Yeah. Somebody pranking you or whatever. Do whatever you can to get away from that person, obviously. I don't know. I could even see, like, being somebody asked a little bit. You know, like, yeah. hit him with the one, yeah. two, and then did. Um, for you to be ready with a gun in the mall, that's so extra. Like, what the fuck do you be able to do that? Y'all be living these Grand Theft Auto-ass lives. Well, he is a delivery driver, so that means he's, like, okay. picking up food and going to people's houses and neighborhoods yeah. and stuff like that. But the part that I'm leaning towards, like, that, that, what I just said is true, but the part that I'm leaning towards is the fact that, like, y'all play too much with people's emotions. Thank you. Now play too mm-hmm. much with people's time. People that you don't know. People, people who you don't, don't fucking know. know. And this then they got PTSD. Like yeah. you have no idea. Exactly. And then that's like straight up harassment. Like we, put, I, yes, we need to take sexual harassment way more seriously and stuff like that. But that's right in the realm of literal, literal harassment. You mm-hmm. follow somebody around that's stalking, mm-hmm. and then you playing the sound. Like you said, they could have like PTSD or other like mental disabilities and stuff like that. And then also y'all play with service workers too much. Yeah, <laughs> we had to deal with so much shit mm-hmm. all day and you come home so overstimulated mm-hmm. like you literally just want to just zip your skin off and then hang it up on the door no for real i've th- there's been times where i literally thought if one more person said something to me, and i'm not a confrontational person at all I've never yeah. been in a fight i've literally been like okay if one more person says something to me i'm gonna break down crime i'm just gonna be everybody <laughs> And I'm gonna jump on the train tracks or something because, like, it's just so much. You come in contact with so many people, Mm -hmm. taking so much shit all day. So, yeah, him being a delivery driver, I completely that resonates with me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, yeah, shooting was a little bit much, but I said, nigga, don't try people. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like if he warned you twice. Like what? Where, did you think the warnings were empty? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Just leave that man the fuck alone. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. These those videos are never funny to me. I don't like prank shit because mm-hmm. it yeah. gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, and I'm just uncomfortable with people bothering innocent people yeah. when they're going about their day, yeah. especially when this person was probably in the process of working. Yeah. So, I, like Ellie was said, I don't know. The gun is extensive, but I also like shoot him. Yeah, he's yeah. not taking you seriously. Yeah, and that will make it take you seriously. Like, young kids love those prank videos they do they love love those uh, there's one where this dude he follows people around in new york and he'll just throw up like a random gang sign or whatever and he'll just oh, do some shit like this and I then they'll be like that. now my thing is like yes that'll get you fucked up but because of the gimmick and because of like how i'm i'm not super familiar with new york but i know a little bit 
from what I've seen. Also, my nephew, this shit is fake as fuck. Like, yeah. you have people sitting on the porch at a, like, I'm not sitting on the stairs of like a brownstone. And he'll walk up to them and like throw up a gang sign. And they'll be like, what you say, nigga? Or some shit like that. And they'll chase him, but they don't catch him. Right. Yeah. And they'll run up on him, but they don't touch him or they don't yeah. hit him. They don't really pull out a gun for real. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, I don't know, niggas in New York and Cali, like, they serious about that shit. They serious about that shit everywhere, but definitely New York and Cali. You wouldn't yeah. get fucking shot. Like if you're if you're gonna do some dumb shit, like pull a prank on somebody like that, it, make it be fake. Yeah, do it to somebody that you know. But then it also like encourages. I feel like, and I I feel like I sound so old, but I feel like it really makes kids think it's okay to go around doing stupid shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, to hype their friends up and like you know get a reaction, get a rise out of people, and it's like like that one where the guy. This, I think about this one all the time when he was rubbing people's like partner's arm as it was going up the oh, escalator. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if I had been in that situation, I would have lost my mind. Like, right. And that's like on the milder end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that other one where that girl walks up to people and just start talking cash shit. Yeah. Like real aggressive. Yeah. Like, bitch, I will hit you with my car. This is yeah. not funny. Yeah, like, this isn't, and if yeah. somebody comes out here imitating you and it, like they don't realize that what you're doing is fake, they could really get yeah, hurt. Mm-hmm. hurt. Like, shot. This, like getting shot. And so for me, I go back and forth on this one because I'm like, on the one hand, shooting is a lot. Yeah. But we live in a world where you have to be able to protect yourself. And then mm-hmm. also we live in a world where we are all given reason to be paranoid 100% of the right. time. Mm-hmm. Like people are even like acting like that girl who made the video at the gas station being nervous, like was OD. And it's like, actually, it can't feel that scary to go to the gas station by yourself. No, like, 100%. I was like, why are people having this reaction I to this young ass woman? Yeah, I didn't no. either. And so like... I just feel like I don't think he should have been. Tra- I think that there's a bigger conversation to be had. Yeah, like, no, I don't no. think he should have been arrested in the first place. Yeah, to no. be honest, because yeah. like if somebody is literally actively following me in a crowded area, mm-hmm. like, and this is why I, I'm not trained in handling a firearm because I know I will be the person to shoot first and ask questions later. Mm-hmm. Because why the fuck are you up on me like? Yeah, this? exactly. And I told you to stop. That's yeah. so nerve wracking. You know, yeah. it's also like um, playing a sound over and over again is literally a torture tactic. So yeah. like, what was your? Pl- what? Why were you following this man around playing a TikTok playing sound? sound? Yeah, that no. is like that would drive anybody off their rocker. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't know. I was gonna say something, but I forgot. I but yeah, I agree with everything that you said, uh, especially with the the girl. Um, at the people, people be laughing when I say this, but like, if I pull up to a gas station, there's too many niggas outside. I'd be like, oh, oh absolutely, I ain't going over there. There's too no. many niggas over there. I'll just like, be honest. I'm like, what's the club, girl? We're not going over there. <laughs> no, it's scary. Yeah. It's definitely, I don't know. Niggas is just liable to do anything, and we see it firsthand on the little computers in our phone, uh-huh. like in our hand every single day. Like, oh, that's what I was going to say. I, I don't think that that sounds very old. And you know how we talked about there not being a precedent for a generation of kids growing up on the internet. We mm-hmm. also don't have a precedent for like people who didn't see TV the way that we saw TV. Yeah. We saw TV. We knew that shit was fake. Right. Even in like all the music videos, like our parents was like mad about BET uncut, you right. know, shit like that. But we right. knew like, we knew the video victims was like putting on clothes afterwards and going home to regular lives and we right, kind of knew yeah, that shit right, a little bit right. um especially with you know like the release of video vixen and like conventions and stuff like that but um but yeah so we don't have a, pres- a precedent for like people who are able to just get on the internet at all times of the night like at any point 
at school anywhere and see this stuff and not be able to tell whether or not it's a it's a prank or they contacted these people before they started recording so that they could get a specific reaction and stuff like that which is why i felt like it was so important to tell my nephew that you can't be walking up with people you don't know throwing gangs out they will fucking kill you right like immediately especially if you catch an og like some of these little kids might not be about it but yeah no definitely yeah exactly so you know i definitely don't think it makes you i think it I think it's concerning because I mean media just looks so different than it used to when we were on there. Yeah. So yeah, but no, it's not a crime. I don't care. No. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's a, it's the, a crime, the crime is these stupid pranks. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. How I many? mean, I'm glad that the that Tanner didn't die. Yeah. Know, and that it maybe it could be a cautionary tale, but it seems like he still has no remorse. The video is whole like YouTube is full of those pranks. Yeah. I mean, it's only gonna get him more clicks. Yeah. It's like that Black Mirror episode with the Oof. the Christmas one where they. Yeah. Um, yeah. was that Black Mirror? It was like it was, or it was like Tales from the Sun, I don't know it was one of those, it was like they all kind of uh, I think they ended up seeing somebody kill themselves or something and they recorded it and then their views ended up going up that sounds so familiar so they kept i, I want to say it's black mirror but i'm not sure if it is it was like a special or something like mm-hmm. that and um but their clicks ended up going up so it all ended up being it ended up being with them like having to up the ante like yeah. every time they recorded a video and then mm-hmm. that ended up with them like, i guess like one of the old people who used to be in their crew one of the people they pranked or something ended up like going after all of them as like a that sounds like a movie or something yeah yeah, it was a lot. Wow. The guy from Pose who played Ricky was in it. Um, that's all I remember. Yeah, I it up. Yeah. Oh. Well. But yeah, that's what. I, well, I say all that to say that's that's what I think is happening with his YouTube now. I, yeah. I haven't seen it. I've never. Which I don't is know scary. That is scary. Yeah, but he definitely is going to get more views, and it's going to end up being another like gladiator type situation. We definitely going to get to a point where people, the the worst stuff you do, or the more dangerous stuff you do, the more clicks and the more you're going to get paid from YouTube, which yeah. is terrible. So. YouTube needs to be held accountable too, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, it feels good to be back. It does. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Um, you can find us online at Nine Killer Podcasts on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I think TikTok. Oh yeah, <laughs> Nine Killer Pod on Twitter. <laughs> they so, already be nice on social media. Yeah. <laughs> And you can find us on Spotify, my face. You can find us on Apple Music, anywhere where you can listen to podcasts except for Facebook. There you go. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Don't be that ass if you see me this thing. <laughs> <laughs>